0: My podcast fantasy show i'm your host adam castor here as always my co-host at birdsaw mr Birdsall, we are up against it right now
1: we are very much up against it we just decided to hop into a live mock draft with actual human beings instead of the ai this is going to be a wonderful time for all parties involved we do have two empty spots in this mock but this is a 10 team mock eight teams are in it and we're about to hop into this mock
0: all right no pleasantries, no no tangents. We are right in here.
1: So we are drafting from the number five spot for this mock full point PPR. and uh yeah, you know, we're gonna see what this uh, what this mock does, what it looks like, what we get and we're gonna see if we if we like this team.
0: Yeah, I mean this is this is cool because this is basically the same it's cool because it's the same UI. As if you were in an actual fantasy draft on ESPN.
1: Essentially, yeah.
0: It feels the it feels more like a dress rehearsal than just doing a mock on Fantasy Pros.
1: Yeah, but what's going to be what's going to be interesting is how long people actually stay in the mock, because then as we're reading it off, reading it off, we're gonna have we're gonna have like I think it's forty five seconds to make these picks, so it's like we're gonna be flying through.
0: I wonder what's taking the person who is at number one so long to pick Christian McCaffrey.
1: It's the countdown. It's a countdown. So it takes oh, it's the you, countdown. I mean, yeah. Everyone countdown. gets, everyone gets X amount of time to get into the draft. And then it's just like a normal draft. You have, you know, five minutes to get into the draft and then, you know, it's it, it well, technically you have like an hour to get into the draft. That's when the lobby usually opens up. Um, but for these mocks, it's you hop in, say the mock starts at 1120. The mock really doesn't start. It's like 11.23. It gives you like three minutes.
0: Well, this is pretty exciting. I mean, who are, you, who are we thinking about picking at five? Because it's going to be our pick in like five seconds because everybody knows who they're picking in the first round at this point.
1: We're going to say about that. Um, I mean, ideally the target. Is, no, I mean, is- all the
0: players know who they're picking in the first round is what I mean. Like they've probably decided on it.
1: Maybe. <laughs> probably not, but maybe. Um I mean ideally, I think my the pick that I would be trying to gun for at five is probably Derrick Henry. But you know, if it's if it's Dalvin Cook, that'd be great. Ooh. And the mock draft has started. I mean, the, this is the one thing that I kind of recommend to people as okay, this is why we don't do mocks in the SPN. Saquon Barkley went number one overall. Kurt, definitely a Giants fan. Oh my goodness. You can't be surprised. Well, it's a mock. It, it, it is most certainly a mock. Uh, before we get on, I'm going to say this really, really quickly. If you are drafting on ESPN, you're drafting on Yahoo, you're drafting on CBS, do some mocks on their website if you're doing online drafts, just so you know what the ranks are going to look like and know who will be available when you go up with your with your pick. I think you uh, you definitely want to do that, and we are on the clock. So the first
0: first four picks were Saquon Barkley, okay, round one, pick one, sure. Alvin Kamara, round one, pick two, Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey, pick three, Dalvin Cook, pick four. We're gonna go with Derrick Henry, right?
1: Yep. That's what we're going for. Derrick Henry.
0: Works for us. We yeah. need to explain why Derrick Henry is a good pick.
1: Nick Chubb at the one six, Devontae Adams at the one-seven. That's Interesting, and Zeke, Jonathan Taylor at the one eight. Zeke is still on the board, and this, you know what? I, I, I would and Zeke goes one nine. If you could tell me you're getting Ezekiel Elliott at the turn, I think that's a great, great pick that you could potentially get, and then one ten, holy shit! Travis Kelsey, did that person
0: auto draft? Nope. Maybe Travis Kelsey was in their queue and then they auto drafted him. I don't know. But that's interesting. Uh, Travis Kelsey, then Tyree Kill, first pick around two, and then Stephon Diggs, second pick around two.
1: Yeah, besides Travis Kelsey, though, that that back half is kind of realistic of who is going to be there. You know, and you're also looking at the best available guys right now. You're looking at Aaron Jones, you're looking at Austin Eckler, you're looking at uh, DeAndre Swift, who DeAndre Swift may be getting some competition in that Detroit backfield with Todd Gurley rumored to be going to Detroit. So I don't know if you really love uh, DeAndre Swift, in the in the second round much longer I know I don't Um, but in terms of running backs that are here I personally like to start my drafts going double running back especially if you can get one in the first round if you're in the back and you can get your hands on two running backs great Uh, the running backs that are here we're looking at Mixon Miles Sanders no DeAndre Swift no Antonio Gibson no JK Dobbins maybe I like Joe Mixon here okay well let me just say you have 10 seconds so say what you want to say
0: no, no, it's fine. Pick Joe Mixon. I was just going to say the other picks because I was going to say that it seems like one of your burner accounts is in this mock because they picked Cam Akers at the uh, third pick of round two.
1: That's great value. He should be going in the first round.
0: Uh, Aaron Jones went with the fourth pick of round two.
1: Maybe I'm in this draft twice, Adam.
0: Austin Eckler, 2 5. Joe Mixon, 2 6. To us, and Najee Harris, 2 7.
1: And you know what, you know, people, people who are listening to this podcast could say, wow, Najee Harris, the two seven, that's, uh, that's crazy, but it's not, it really isn't. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins at two eight is unbelievable to me, but it just goes to show you how highly valued running backs are going to be in the first two rounds, which is why you really can't sit and Hope you're going to get a running back in round three and go running back receiver. You have to go to running backs early on.
0: Right. Exactly. Although, I mean, JK Dobbins might end up falling to us in round three.
1: Yeah. And if, hey, listen, if we could start this team with Henry mix and Dobbins, I think that's a, that's a great start. Just knowing we had the running backs, right. you know, piled up, ready to go and then just go heavy receiver. The rest of this, I don't think it's a bad plan at all.
0: So Miles Sanders went at the two, nine, uh aj brown went 210 josh jacobs 3-1 deandre Mm -hmm. swift 3-2 dk metcalf 3-3 and the 3-4 is on the clock and then we're next so i I think that we're probably going to be in good position to get either a really really good receiver damn it or jk dobbins
1: damn it i was hoping we're get gibson Gibson so that's a, the three four. So, that, but we have a decision to make here. Do we want to do we want to go with Dobbins and lock up the the uh, running backs, or do we want to go with a receiver? I mean, we're looking at Justin Jefferson, Michael Thomas in round three, Allen Robinson around three, Keenan Allen.
0: Honestly, I like either JJ or Allen Robinson at this point.
1: I mean, there are not much. There are not many running backs after this.
0: I mean, may, yeah, I guess we could go with Dobbins.
1: You know what? Let's take let's take Justin Jefferson just to experiment okay just to experiment and see what the running backs are looking like coming back around in round four but i doubt jk dobbins is going to be there i i highly highly doubt it
0: yeah because no, then I, we'll be
1: looking at we'll be looking at chris carson david montgomery miles gaskin Ugh. and then i mean just look at this barren wasteland it, it just gets rough
0: yeah so uh after us, Calvin Ridley went at the 3-6, Michael Thomas 3-7, Clyde Edwards Lair, 3-8, J.K. Dobbins 3-9. Keenan Allen, 310. Allen Robinson, who what a value. 4-1 with Allen Robinson. Value. Value. Darren Waller, 4-2.
1: I'm surprised. Me too. I'm surprised he went that late. Yeah. And George Kill at the 4-5. Oof, Jesus.
0: And in between, or uh, Terry McLaurin four three, Amari Cooper, your boy, your boy, your boy, boy, Amari, and George Kittle four five, and we're on the clock.
1: It's between two guys. It's between Chris Carson and David Montgomery. Chris Carson. Chris Carson done. I hate. I'm, I do not
0: like David Montgomery this year.
1: Um, I mean, I don't mind him. I mean, you're good, you're going good to get him and like the. You're getting a volume running back. Odds are. How much in volume, the though? Fourth round. I mean, I would I would expect him to be a 15, 20 touch guy most weeks, which isn't terrible when you're getting him in the fourth round. Um, but then
0: why did they sign Damien Williams? And,
1: well, that's you know, the problem. Cohen
0: is coming back from that's, his ACL injury.
1: That's the problem. Is That's why I don't know, like it's, David it's, Montgomery. It's fear of the young don.e I, I I completely get it. it it's it is, a Lovecraft it, thing. Actually. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. All right. right. I mean, I tell you what. We're we're deep in round five right now. We have holes at, at receiver. By the way, we should mention this is a two-receiver draft, not a three-receiver draft like we normally do. And the options at receiver here are actually pretty good. Like I, I'm I'm reasonably impressed.
0: Yeah, me too. Okay. So we picked Chris Carson four six, four seven, Deontay Johnson, Miles Gaskin four eight, Chris Godwin four nine. Mike Evans 410, David Montgomery 51, Adam Thielen 52, and Robert Woods 53. Hooked on I'll a Thielen down, 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 down. I'll tell you what. You know what? We really should, you should pick running back. I mean, all of our fears are true. You got to pick running backs early. Have to. You, because there's no, we're in the. we're still in the fifth round. We're in the middle of the fifth round, and there is nobody here back-to-back Rams that's right Cooper Cup 5-4
1: uh, I know who I won here it's easy yeah it's C.D. Lamb right C.D. We're, C.D. or yeah. take him yeah all right easy I mean the other options that were there we were looking at Julio uh, DJ Moore Kenny Galladay Tyler Lockett but the other option we could have gone which would have been interesting is passing on C.D. and taking Mahomes Yes, that would have been oh boy. Well it have been the you, option.
0: Do you think Mahomes goes back to us? No, I don't think so. Tyler Lockett, five six. That's an interesting pick to me. Yeah. Tyler Lockett over Julio, DJ Moore, Kenny
1: Galladay. I mean, I, I mean, there are people that are really down about Julio because of the injuries. There you go, Patrick Mahomes, Julio, Josh Allen. Well, Mark Andrews went. Five seven,
0: Patrick Mahomes went five eight, Julio Jones went five nine, Josh Allen went five ten, and David Johnson went five went six one.
1: David Johnson. Sure. But Joshy Pooh. My boy. My friend. Nah. My friend. Fuck this new age Jim Kelly. Excuse me. Josh Allen is a great guy. He's a king. Projected for more fantasy points on ESPN. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen.
0: Uh now it's getting weird. Uh David Johnson fought at the 6-1. Jamar Chase at the 6-2. Corland Sutton 6-3. We have gone back to normal somewhat. somewhat. Kyler Murray 6-4. Kyla or Kyler Murray, yeah, Kyler Murray
1: 6-4. I mean, I mean, we just have so many options here. It's ridiculous. And then Justin Herbert
0: Six five. I mean, Dak is here. We can go receiver again. I DJ would go Moore, receiver again. Kenny Galladay.
1: Oh, Kenny Galladay or DJ Moore for me. I'm gonna go with. I have DJ Moore as a top 17 receiver. I have Kenny Galladay as a top 24 receiver. So the value here for DJ Moore is just outstanding.
0: I like CJ or uh, I like DJ Moore because I do
1: too. I do too. All right. He's got Sam. Yeah, of course you, have Sam. And this is full point PPR where DJ Moore thrives. Exactly. You know, if this were standard, you know, you're, you're you're talking a different tune. But because it's full point PPR, DJ Moore in the sixth round, I mean, that's that's outstanding value. But just to oh. read off the team very quickly, uh, Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Chris Carson and DJ Moore. I mean. Realistically, I mean it it just depends on what your philosophy is with buys. We obviously have Justin Jefferson and CeeDee Lamb both with buys in, in round seven. Week uh, seven in, in week seven, thank you. And Derek Henry, DJ Moore with buys in week 13. So if you're not afraid of the buys, then this is a great team for you.
0: Yeah. So Kenny Galladay went six seven. Lamar Jackson hey. six eight. And Aaron Rodgers. Six nine. Nice. 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 Good for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers
1: going at the nice spot.
0: No, it's
1: nice for Aaron Rodgers. It's so nice for him. What a guy. Host of Jeopardy going at the nice spot.
0: So who are you thinking about when in round seven when our pick comes up?
1: I mean Dak is appealing. I'm sure he is. In the seventh round. Except, there you he's go. Ge- that, except that dream he's is gone. dead. Yeah, that dream is fucking dead. Logan Thomas,
0: Jack Prescott, 6'10", Odell Beckham, one, Logan Thomas, 7'2", Mike Davis,
1: 7'3". Yeah, Mike Davis is one of my favorite value picks, just because you know he's going to be the guy to start. So if you're drafting a rookie running back or anything like that, and you need a guy just to fill for the first couple of weeks, Mike Davis could be your guy, and you're getting him in the seventh round.
0: And then Russell Wilson, 7'4".
1: Okay, this this is when now this kind of shit just kind of hits the fan. Um, can I there see the
0: quarterbacks? Like, can you put can you uh, have the quarterbacks up here?
1: Sure. There's not. Oh yeah, dear. There's, yeah. There's not much. We're we're waiting now on on quarterback. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's just kind of looking at which player stands out the most. I mean, Brandon Ayuk for me stands out. Uh, Juju stands out. Curtis Clay Samuel. Poole, Curtis Samuel. Mm. All right, we gotta make a pick in ten seconds.
0: Okay. Um, Brandon Ayuk. Brandon Ayuk, done.
1: You know you know what I like. I know the way to your heart is through you do. Brandon Iok. <laughs> yes, you do. You, you want an easy way to my heart, just say Brandon Iok. But do you see number seventy one who's still here? T. He Higgins. Thank God. We are we're finally coming around. And we're going back to normality. This draft isn't
0: completely fucked.
1: No, no, it is not completely fucked. Which is a fantastic thing. But I mean, if we're looking at some of the guys that are here, I mean. What I'm kind of learning from this draft is, you know, if you if you don't have a solid group of running backs by round five, you're really, really in trouble.
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster went at the 7-6. Travis Etienne, 7-7. Kareem Hunt. Seven eight and PPR cream hunt could
1: be okay in the seventh round. That's not terrible. It's actually, actually, that's actually good.
0: I don't even know if that's the person that has Nick Chubb, but
1: um, well, only one way to find out. Yes, nope, nope, nope. And he's actually got a good team. Yeah, good team doesn't doesn't have any. Oh, he's got one set of buys that overlap, but it's a running back and receiver. No, he has
0: two, he has Mahomes and Clyde.
1: Oh, he's got Mahomes, too. Okay. I mean, Adam, what are, your, what are your initial thoughts about the team so far?
0: The team looks good. I like it. Um, I think we have a solid – We we did the right thing in picking running backs early.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: And that's proven. Um, Brandon Cooks at the 7-9. Chase Edmonds at 7-10. Will Fuller at the 8-1. And – I mean, yeah, I think that you know we we got a couple buy lows. I don't know if
1: like Brendan Ayek and DJ Moore like buy lows, but they're values. They're values, yeah. They're values. I mean, we have to take a running back here with this next pick. We have to.
0: I mean, playoff Lenny is here. If you want
1: to- Lombardi, Lenny is, is is in fact there. But it's just it. it you get to this point. I mean, here, I'll just read off. There are only three bench spots, also.
0: I threw it. Oh, no, never mind. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, I was like, what the fuck?
1: I mean, if you're just looking at the running backs that are here Lenny, Leonard Fournette, James Connor, Raheem Mostert, James Robinson, Melvin Gordon, you know, it, it gets thin real fast. Yeah. Um, so I Mr. just think we need. I think we need. We can either take a running back here, or we can go and take a quarterback or a tight end. I would rather take a running back here, so I think Fournette's got to be the guy. Yeah, I
0: mean, we could save like Kyle Pitts or Dallas Goddard for later.
1: Beautiful. So, I mean, uh, even T.J. Hawkinson I would have, I would really like just because he's a top well, five tight end for me. That too. But, that too. But for for here, when you know we really need a running back, an extra running back, you know, we uh, we have to kind of have to bite the bullet. With, uh, with a guy we don't necessarily like just to fill need. Yeah, so
0: uh, Robbie Anderson at the 8-2. Jerry Judy, 8-3. DJ Chark, 8-4. Chase Claypool, 8-5. We picked Lombardi Lenny at 8-6. And then Kyle Pitts at 8-7. And TJ yeah. Hawkinson at the 8-8. And your favorite receiver
1: in the entire well,
0: NFL, Debo Samuel, 8-9.
1: Disgusting. Debo Samuel gets picked before T. Higgins. That's how you know T. Higgins is falling off a cliff. Nature is healing. (laughs) Nature is healing, folks. Hey, Adam, do you see who's at number 87? I do. The actual best receiver in the NFL. The actual best receiver in the National Football League. Absolutely, Corey Davis. I hope he gets to us.
0: Yeah, me too. Uh, I will be
1: heartbroken. If someone takes Corey Davis, I will be fucking heartbroken.
0: James Robinson at the eight ten, Melvin Gordon at the nine one, Curtis Samuel at the nine two. I'll just say this: I hate that all of the Jets players are apparently Islanders fans now. I hate
1: it. Well, at least Zach Wilson was a Knicks fan.
0: Yeah, Coach Sala was there. Was it the Was it the Coliseum at the Poly? At the as they say,
1: good. Had the Jets go to a place full of losers? Terrible. They'll How fit they right look- in.
0: How are they going to learn to win that way to go to the Islanders?
1: It's a Fort great always question.
0: lose, I think is the name of that place, right? It's true. Fort always lose. Fort
1: always lose. Are uh, we taking Corey Davis? Uh, sure. Or do we want to take T Higgins and no. really and do it for the memes?
0: No, don't do it for the memes. Pick Corey Davis. Bird, I hate you so much.
1: I did it for the memes. I hate you so much. I uh, did it for the memes. Curtis, we, hate, we hate T Higgins. We show that we have appreciation for T. Higgins here, so we take him. Here's the funny thing: Corey Davis might actually fall
0: back to us. I hope so. Uh, oh God, can you scroll up a bit? Sure. So I can just tell
1: everybody what the hell's going on. Can we make this pick first, and then we'll review? Yes. Okay, so we're on the clock. Uh, tight end here, I think is the way to go, and I think uh, picks before. Us. I think Robert Tunyon's the guy.
0: Okay, man. And we still we don't can, have a quarterback either. We can wait like fifty years, and Ryan Tannehill will still be available.
1: It's true. It's true. Okay. But read off, read off these picks.
0: <laughs> Where the hell? Okay, so I think I said I'm up to Curtis Samuel. At, yeah, you
1: were up to Curtis Samuel at nine two.
0: Michael Carter, the running back, at three at nine, nine three. three. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tyler Boyd nine four. T Higgins nine five for the memes. For the names: LaVisca Chenault, nine six, Dallas Goddard nine seven, Jalen Waddle nine eight, Tom Brady nine nine, Devontae Smith nine ten, Michael Gallup ten one, Jarvis Landry ten two, Noah Fant ten three, Corey Davis ten four. Best receiver in the National right. Football League. What a shame. Uh, Marquise Brown ten five, Robert Tunyon to us at ten seven, James Conner, or ten six. Sorry, James Conner ten seven, Marvin Jones ten eight, Raheem Mostert ten nine. Javante Williams 10-10, Deshaun Watson 11-1, Antonio Brown 11-2, Cole Beasley, 11-3.
1: And That was well done. That was well done. Props. I'm going
0: to say this on air. We need, when we do our our mock draft for the actual fantasy draft that we do in August, we're making it a video podcast. Yeah. Because I can't keep do I can't keep doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah. There will be a video component for sure.
0: Maybe we could stream it on Twitch. We could. We absolutely could. You could do it. You could watch it live. You could watch our live reaction.
1: We absolutely could. Adam, that that that's smart marketing. There you go. And you can actually see what we look like. And then watch our
0: viewership or listenership numbers drop once they realize what we look like.
1: Uh, but you mean what they realize what you look like and they see what I look like. GQ will be contacting me and I'll be off this show in two seconds.
0: Unbelievable. Devontae Parker went at the eleven four. And we we're on the clock.
1: I mean I think this is pay, quarterback. I think this is quarterback time. Just pick Ryan Tannehill. Yep. Yep, <laughs> I agree. You get Ryan Tannehill in the eleventh round. That's pretty good. Yeah.
0: Uh, T.Y. Pretty Hilton good. at the eleven six. 6 Gion Rieger, eleven seven. 7 Mike Kosicki at the 11-8. Irv Mike Smith. Irv Smith junior eleven nine. 11-9. Kenny Drake, eleven ten. Rojo, 12-1. 12-2, Damian Harris. The Bucks defense in the 12th round.
1: Oh, we're taking defenses here? Oh, we, we,
0: we're out here taking defenses god uh naeem hines 12-4 Devin singletary 12-5
1: i think we go double quarterback here i think we go we pair ryan Tannehill with jalen hurts works for me have a guy that'll give you that'll give you the immense ceiling with the rushing and you have a guy that'll give you the floor and will also give you the ceiling with what he with what he does with Tannehill. so i think i think you know pairing Tannehill with hurts i think it's a great duo yeah, uh, Mike Williams. Not to mention you have Ryan Tannehill who's playing in the AFC South where he's facing off against the Jaguars and the Texans four times.
0: Yeah, I mean it works. <laughs>
1: yes, it does.
0: Mike Williams, 12-7, Rashad Bateman, 12-8, Jameson Crowder, my boy, Jameson Crowder, 12-9. Your guy. <laughs> my guy. Your guy. <laughs> Jameson Crowder. And um now we're now we wait. Who are you thinking about picking up here? We definitely need more running backs. Because we only have one
1: backup. I mean, the one that stands out right away is J.D. McKissick. That's a good one. Right away. That's that's the guy who stands out in the crowd. Well, here we are. J.D. McKissick is there. Are we going to go for him? And PPR, I mean. Oof.
0: Sure, let's do it.
1: That is juicy.
0: So A.J. Dillon went. Round at twelve ten. Jonas Smith, 13-1. Trey Sermon, 13-2. Russell Gage, 13-3. Very speculative. 13-4. Uh, Kadarius Tony. Jamie McKissick To us, Ebron, 13-6. Gronk, 13-7. Joe Burrow, 13-8. Evan Ingram, 13-9. Zach Moss, 13-10. Michael Pittman Jr., 14-1. Tariq Cohen, 14-2. Henry Ruggs, 14-3. Matt Stafford, 14-4. And John Brown. 14, and Tony, and four and Tony
1: Pollard fourteen six. Okay. And I think the only thing that we have left here is taking a defense and a kicker.
0: Uh, Tony yeah. Pollard, and then Donald Mooney went fourteen seven. Matt Ryan fourteen eight, and Miko Harbin fourteen nine.
1: Matt Ryan fourteen eight. I mean, then again, it just, it just backs up what I've been saying all along. Wait on Matt Ryan. Wait on him. Immense, immense value. Yeah, that's really good. Because th- there's no expectation for a guy that you're going to be taking at the fourteen You're taking Matt Ryan with the hope that he pa- that he pans out. And if he doesn't, you cut him and you get somebody else. You know, not not terrible when it's all said and done. Miko Hardman, 14-9. Steelers defense, 14-10. Harrison Butker, 15-1. Ravens defense, 15-2. Rams defense, 15-3. 49ers defense, 15-4. Uh, we're going to go take a kicker for the memes. And Tucker. we are going to go for okay. uh, Youngway Koo. Why you got a problem with Young Way Koo?
0: No, I just think Justin Tucker is a better kicker. We're doing it for the memes, Adam. Okay. We, fine.
1: we, we, we don't take defenses and kickers. Well, you do. Well, watch this defense that I go and take. If watch ta- it. Take the Jets' defense. Oh, I'm going worse than that.
0: Just defense isn't that bad. Are you taking it, Bird? We've taken the Texans' defense. It's going to be all, a great defense. All is loss. It's
1: good here, right? So the team, Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill, Derek Henry, Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, CeeDee Lamb, Robert Tunyon, Chris Carson, Texans defense, great defense, going to be the number one defense, Youngway Koo, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Leonard Fournette, T. Higgins, Jalen Hurts, J.D. McKissick, and Tony Pollard. My are going to be team. fun for us. Not a bad team. I just think it's thin. In a few spots, but, you know, on the surface, I mean, look, you have the the, the high end talent with Derek Henry, who basically will be the guy that can win you weeks just right then and there. And then Justin, well, and Justin Jefferson, Jefferson. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, then Justin Jefferson does anything close to what he did a year ago. I mean, my God, you know, in the third round, you're going to get a guy that's going to be a first round receiver. I mean, really, really good value there.
0: Yeah. So here's the thing. I kind yeah. of want to talk about this. Because we, we barely ever talk about this and sure. it has really come to light in our team. We have four players whose bye weeks are the same.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We yeah. have and we have three players whose bye weeks are the same twice. We have J- JJ, CG, CD Lamb, and Tony Pollard at bye-week seven. We have McKissick learned Fournette and Chris Carson at bye week nine. And actually, we have T. Higgins, uh, the Texans' defense, and Joe Mixon at bye week ten. So, what's your like? What's your philosophy on bye weeks? Doesn't matter.
1: Okay. It doesn't matter to me personally. It doesn't it? Doesn't matter if they're guys that I like where bye weeks you know overlap. I'm fine with it. You know, especially when you're talking about week thirteen buys, like we seem to have a common theme with, with. Tannehill, Henry, Tunyon, Moore. It's deep enough in the season where, you know, it look, if you need to throw a week, you throw the week, plain and simple. But, you know, if you're fighting for a playoff spot, that's where it de- definitely gets kind of tricky. But if you're comfortably in the playoffs and you're looking at week 13 and you're saying to yourself, ah, oh, shit, you know, I have four guys, four key guys that are going to be on by, you throw the week. You throw the week. Plain and simple, you feel the weak lineup, and you hope those guys pan, pan out and maybe get sneak sneak a dub for you. But no, I, I never really go too crazy in analyzing buys. I know some people do, and others don't. I'm one of the ones that I, I I don't. You know, if I think a guy is there that I like, I'm gonna take him regardless of whether he overlaps with a buy or not. Okay, I mean, I think that you just you just have to think about it. Yeah, I think I would think it matters. When you're looking at, let's say, quarterbacks, you know, if you take a, if you take two quarterbacks, you know, if you say Tannehill and Hurts had a Week 13 bye together, which they don't, but if they did, then you're kind of sitting there and you're saying to yourself, "Fuck, I fucked up." Or if you take two tight ends and you have Tunyon and say the other guy you take is a uh give me a, give me a late round tight end, Evan Ingram. You take a Tunyon and an Evan Ingram. And they have the same bye week, which I don't think they do. You know, then you're going to say, Fuck, "I'd be impressed I, you if, know, you knew that off- off-
0: if you knew that off the top of your head." I would be very impressed.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't memorize the Giants' schedule. I only. I only know teams that are relevant.
0: I barely remember the Jets schedule.
1: Well, because the New York Jets are relevant, they have my best friend Corey Davis.
0: Well, they are. They are relevant. They, they are York-
1: my number two team, the New York Jets. They're great because they have Corey Davis. You take Corey Davis off of the Jets, the Jets go back down to rock bottom. No, they won't be rock bottom. The Giants will be rock bottom. Because you know, about the Giants.
0: I feel like usually Cowboys fans hate the Eagles more than they hate the Giants.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, collectively, yeah. But me, look where I live. That's true. I live in New York. I'm sur- I'm surrounded by Giants scum every day of my life. I can't I can't breathe in the same area with without there being a giant fan somewhere nearby. Well, it's because you live with one. That's true. I, that, that's also very true. But
0: uh, I, th- I like our team. I, I agree with you. We are pretty thin. I think we're th- we're thin at running
1: back, really. Yeah, I think we're a little thin at. I uh, no, I wouldn't say that receiver. I think we're pretty good. I think we're pretty good at receiver. But running back is the one spot where it's definitely a little thin. But if Mixon, if Mixon and Carson were to hold up their end of the bargain, then I think that this team would be a really good team. Tough ask, but uh, yeah. It, 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 look, it, it always is. It always is a. Uh, Uh, is a tough ask to be uh, to be quite frank. So uh, if you want what we could do just to, you know, do a a little exercise before we before we close out the show, get out of here. It's going to be a shorter show. Do you want to grade the other teams? No. What I was going to say is if you would like, we could we do another another one fantasy football calculator. Okay, the best website in the world and just kind of have a look at some values that that we like, some sleepers that we like, values guys that are being overdrafted right now, and just have ourselves a little gander. We just go, say we'll go, we'll go a couple rounds. So we'll say we'll start in like the sixth round. Look at guys that are being drafted in the sixth round right now. Go to the seventh round. We'll go to like round ten or eleven, and see, you know, which guys we think will be drafted higher or lower than when they're being drafted right now, according to the almighty fantasy football calculator and just kind of have a nice little discussion about some of these guys.
0: Okay. Well, first off, Tom Brady should be going undrafted. I don't know why he's being drafted in the seventh You're round. A
1: maniac, You're an absolute <sighs> maniac. I mean, seventh round for Tom Brady is fucking ridiculous. No.
0: Well, yes. In all
1: seriousness, that is, that is pretty rich. Yeah, it is. Oh yeah, it is. No, thank you. I mean, hey, where did David Johnson just go in that mock? He, he went in the sixth round, didn't he? He did. He went in this like the
0: almost the same pick. He went the six one. Wow, that's crazy. That is crazy. I mean, you got the news that you know Deshaun Watson isn't even showing up to OTAs. The Texans are committed to, to Tyrod
1: to Tyra Taylor, yeah, at quarterback. Not to mention. The Texans now have another running back in tow. Yes, they do have Philip Lindsay. They have David Johnson. They have Mark Ingram. They have Philip Lindsay, and now they have Rex Burkhead. Yeah, like oh god. But I mean, we drafted Leonard Fournette in what the eighth, ninth round, I think it was. And we got good value for Leonard Fournette. He's here in the sixth, sixth round pick. Oh, according to FFC. It's a value pick. Now, would I do it in a live draft? You know, Leonard Fournette's not a guy that I'm going to really, you know, gravitate towards. But for the sake of the mock, yeah, we got we got good value there. Yeah, I feel
0: like the, the ADP hasn't caught up to the bullshit of the Texans running back situation. It hasn't. It, it has not. I it can tell not. you that right now. That's what I'm saying. It has not. No. Did it, did it, I don't know if it sounded like I said it has, but it, has, it is not.
1: Yeah, it hasn't at all. People, people will not be drafting David Johnson in the sixth round. There's just no way. Not a chance. I think
0: something that's interesting is um, where the tight ends are going. Because the tight ends went very, very late in our mock draft.
1: Well, Logan Thomas went in the seventh round. But Noah Fant went way later than this.
0: Yes. So Noah Fant is being – his ADP is at the 7-1.
1: And Robert Robert Tunyon's being drafted in the 12th round right now. Wow. That's
0: really good value. It's really, really good value.
1: We reached for him technically, which is crazy. Robert Tunyon, is there – that would be a reach for him? Apparently. Apparently. I, maybe it's because people are just nervous with the whole Roger situation, but there's Rogers right there at the five twelve. Yeah,
0: I mean, ADP is a weird thing because you have to trust people. You have to. You have it's people. It's, it's people. real, real people making. People are not robots.
1: Nope. No, but not they're, not yet. Not yet. Stop that. Not this, yet. AI hasn't caught up yet.
0: This Blade Runner shit.
1: <laughs> We're not replicants. But look. When look at the first on? eight. Look at the first eight picks on FFC. What's the theme here? Uh running backs. They are all running backs. Wait a minute. This looks like our first round. <laughs> they are all running backs.
0: Travis Kelsey went at the 1-9.
1: Yeah. I mean, this it's wild. It almost you're looks gonna, like our
0: first round, except it's more reasonable.
1: You're gonna step into a draft, folks, and you're gonna be praying. If you're a nine or a 10, you're getting one of these running backs. If not, if not say, I mean, I'm a 10 in one spot. I look at this and I say to myself, you know, I'm praying that I'll have an Austin Eckler there or Cam Akers. Cam Akers is there. It's the easiest pick of all time for me. But if even like a Chubb gets there or Zeke, I'll be thrilled. Absolutely thrilled.
0: Yeah, I feel like at this point, you know, you if you're later in the draft, you're going to you got to hope for something at the turn. Like that some some running backs at the, either at the turn. I mean, at that point even regardless of who's there, you're still going to go running back. I mean, I think that that has been made evident here. Yeah. I don't think it, at that point, you know, there's so many receivers. There's so
1: many yeah, there's just so many receivers that you can you can wait. Well, I would say this as well, and I'm talking maybe more towards the uh, dynasty and keeper players right now. Where if you're at the back half of a draft and you you think you can get value by trading out to a team that really wants a running back, you make that trade. Say so you take you take your second round pick. Drop back a couple spots and maybe you get a fourth or a fifth round pick in return. I mean, I think that could be worth it. I, I mean, listen, I have, like I said, I had the back end of the first round in a draft, and I'm seriously considering it. Looking at this, taking a second round pick, trading down a couple spots, and picking up a fourth round pick in return. I, I, I think that that could be worthwhile because even if, you know, say. Say you take a running back at the t- at the 110, right? Say, say that guy is say just say for all argument it's uh it's Cam Akers. Now, nah, say it's Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler. Well, I think one everyone can kind of get behind. So you have Eckler there, depending on what your keeper situation is. Say you have a running back as your keeper. I mean, that's fantastic. You're at a great spot. You can then take that second round pick, look at a guy who's at the 15th overall spot, 16, 17 overall spot, see what they would give to jump all the guys that are in the front end of the second round so that way they can get another running back and you pick up a fourth round pick in return for your troubles. You drop down a couple spots and you're still looking at, Say you have two running backs already. You're still looking at DeAndre Hopkins. You're still looking at DK Metcalf, Calvin Ridley, AJ Brown, I mean, It it could be worth it. It it really could be worth it. And I'm looking at this and I'm saying to myself, yeah, I I think I'm, I'm more interested right now in trying to go out for my own keeper team, have a running back to keep, and then making that deal.
0: Well, here's the other thing is that you're looking at those receivers, but you're also looking at the second tier of running back, but that, but they won't be your second running back or even your first running back. If you have two running backs already
1: kept, that's going to be your flex. These could guys be, could be, say, you have a, say like a receiver kept or a quarterback or a tight end and you take the running back, you know, you have a running back and a tight end right there and you're still able to trade back, pick up another pick and probably still get something that'll help. That'll help your team. And I mean, if you have two running backs already, you, I think that the, the imperative part of this conversation is, you have two – if you have two running backs after the first round in a keeper setup, I think that's a deal that you have to consider, absolutely have to consider. And, and you know, if you can get, like I said, for a fourth-round pick, people get greedy during live drafts. So just be aware of that, but they also get desperate.
0: Well, here's the thing. You could pro- – with how thin running backs are, and you already have two of them, two of them that yeah. you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm it's probably not going to be a fourth round pick. It's probably
1: going to be higher than that. Um, Well, it depends. I mean, I have, what I do every year is I come up with a trade value chart for my uh, keeper draft and you, basically, you just assign numerical values to every pick. And this is just something that I do. This isn't even like official or anything, but I'm sure that there's official ones that are out there. I'm, I mean, it's not that tough to find.
0: Well, they have ones
1: for the actual NFL draft. It, exactly. That's what I ba- That's exactly what I base it on is basically you, you know, number one pick gets the highest value and then you just kind of work your way down from there and, you know, say, say you value and you, you could do it in any which way you could do on a, on a uh, point scale of a hundred. You can do it on a point scale of 50, whatever, whatever you want to do, whatever makes it easier. And I usually do it on a hundred, but I know some people who do it with 50 and basically, you just, you just assign your numerical values to, to your picks. So say, say the 10th overall pick is worth – say that's worth 55 points. Let's just say. And you're able to then get the 15th overall pick, which is the 2-5, in a 10-man league. Say that's worth 45 points. If you're able to then take one of your mid-round picks, say a ninth, a ninth round pick is worth 15 points. You have 70 right there. All you need is to get something worth 30 points to make the values line up. So you're taking, and, and of course, you know if you're trading that higher pick, you want to make it worthwhile. So say you give up a, you give up that tenth overall pick with a tenth round pick for a second and a fourth. Odds are, you know, you're probably getting 70, 75 points back in exchange and you're giving up 70. So that makes it worthwhile, makes it worthwhile and it's worth your time. Exactly. So I would, I would recommend just having, having that trade chart handy. If you're, uh, if you're going to do that, but always, always also talk to people before you're going, because you don't want to make a deal during a draft. You don't want to be under the gun, panicking, doing whatever. I always like to have trades lined up and done before I even walk into a draft. And then once I'm there, then, you know, you, you, you assess things and you can always drop a bomb at, at the trade, at the, at the draft and be like, okay, I'm trading out, which is always fun.
0: That I can, I can imagine, but I think that, yeah, you, you need to be prepared because when you're scrambling and you're on the clock, you only have. I mean, we were. I was, we were scrambling just to read out the names of the players who were picked. I mean, imagine yep. if you're
1: trying to work out a trade during that time. Well, I mean, it it just depends on how lenient your your league is when it comes to time with picks. I know with with my leagues, you know, early on in the draft, we don't really keep time because of like those are the important spots. But then as you get later and later, it's kind of like okay, all right, pick up the pace a little bit. What's well, kind the, of like
0: the actual years? The actual NFL draft where it's like you get like five minutes or something for your first picks. And then like in the later rounds, you're just like, come on.
1: Yeah. It's usually how, it's usually how we do it. We usually give for the first three or four rounds. It's usually about three minutes a pick. And then, you know, as we go start dwindling on and on rounds five to 10 or like two minutes, and then 10 to on is like 60 seconds to make your pick. Yep. But it's like, it's an unofficial uh, clock, but yeah, I think that's something that, that definitely people have to consider, but uh, going back to just looking at ADP here. Let's go into the seventh round. Uh, Logan Thomas, 7'6". Oh, God. That's Kenyon Drake at the 7'10". Dear God. That is something. Debo Samuel at the 7'10"? Oh, my God. that's That's horrifying.
0: Debo Samuel going in the same place as Hunter Henry and Kenyon
1: Drake? Disgraceful. Hunter Henry is a Hall of Fame tight end.
0: Now he plays for the enemy now.
1: Now he plays for the enemy. He plays you're for turn, the enemy now. You're turning your back on a friend of the podcast. Disgraceful. I mean, look at where we got Jalen Hurts in that mock draft. We got him in the 14th round. <laughs> he's going He's going in the, the seven.
0: He got, yeah. Wow. That's pretty good. It's great value. I think one thing that's interesting is Deshaun Watson that he's
1: still going in the single yeah. digit rounds. Here's my advice: Let someone take Deshaun Watson. Don't be that guy.
0: I well, mean, it's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. Also, the Aaron Rodgers is still going where he
1: usually goes. Well, here's the thing with Aaron Rodgers: I have, I do have a time limit with Rodgers. I would say if Aaron Rodgers is not there by week two of the preseason. Then you start to panic, which is the last week of the preseason. Isn't there one more week? Isn't aren't there three weeks of, of regular oh, season? Maybe,
0: maybe it uh, is preseason. Maybe it is only three weeks.
1: I think it's three. I think it's three because the Cowboys and Steelers play four preseason games because of the uh, hall of fame game.
0: Oh, they're actually do They're um, doing that.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yep. So it's three preseason games. And then the Cowboys and Steelers get the, uh, get the extra game, but, I would say after that second preseason game, if Rodgers is still a no-show, then you start to panic, which is which is why you know people who, still, who want to draft now, who are doing dynasty startup drafts now, I don't get it. I, I really just do not understand it because what do you do with a guy like Aaron Rodgers? What do you do with a guy like Deshaun Watson? You don't have enough information about those guys. You are going off of just your own hunch. Well, yeah, if you're drafting right now. Yeah, and and... Then, and, yeah. and I mean, it's not it's not crucial positions like, you know, running back or receiver is. But, you know, say in two weeks, breaking news, Deshaun Watson cleared of all charges. Deshaun Watson just went in a dynasty draft in the 13th round. What a hell of a hell of a keeper. That's a guy that someone's going to be building their team around for the next 10 years. I just got in the 13th round because you wanted to draft in the beginning of June. And I'm exactly. not saying it's gonna happen because I don't think it's going to. I don't think Deshaun Watson is playing this year. Just I think he's playing ever, probably. I think he'll pl- I think he'll play again, but I don't think he's playing before the whole uh, criminal situation is figured out, which Well,
0: you know how long the you know the court system takes with these sorts of things. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna be playing for a while.
1: I think it's probably a full year before we see Deshaun Watson again at the least. Unless just magically, you know poof harry houdini these charges all go away um but it's it's hard to see john watson getting on a football field this year but that's just an example that's just an example of you know don't be everyone wants to draft it's it's the best thing everyone does in a fantasy football season is drafting don't be so crazy about wanting to get a draft done early I, i'm going through this right now well we're we're just throwing you know back and forth between in, in a league of mine and people want to draft in like the, the third week of August. I'm like, why? Why? Why would we do that?
0: Honestly, really, what is uh, the season starting on nine eleven? Right.
1: Um, the season starts. I think you might be right. No, the ninth. Oh, right. So September I mean, r- 9th.
0: really what it should, you should be drafting is the week of August 29th. You should be drafting
1: Labor Day weekend. Yeah. That's that, that is or the fancy football draft event of the season that, that weekend. That is when everyone is basically drafting. Oh, Rosh is early this year. It is Labor Day. Labor Day weekend is when everybody drafts. I'm drafting that weekend. I think I have three drafts that weekend. Like I have, I have one. What's that? Our league. We're drafting that weekend. Are we drafting that weekend? I don't think, I think we're drafting on the 29th. We usually draft in August. Yeah. I think we're drafting on the 29th just because I do have three. I have a draft on Friday. I have a draft on Saturday. I have a draft on Sunday of that weekend. Our draft is the second it's Thursday. So I'm, I have four drafts in a row. Good luck. Thank you. I'm gonna need it. Yeah, we're drafting. That live draft show is gonna be Thursday, September second, at nine. Okay. With video component, of course.
0: With video component.
1: Go follow. Go follow Adam on Twitch. I'm not. I don't have a Twitch account. Then we'll make a Twitch account. Follow Basement Talk Podcast on Twitch. <laughs> and we'll uh we'll, we'll definitely be streaming that draft on uh on Twitch. Maybe YouTube but... channel. We could do it on that. Perfect. Grand. I'm. All for it, but yeah, four days in a row of drafts. Fuck, that's daunting. That's scary. But we have It's our draft that Tuesday, that Thursday, then my keeper draft is Friday, then I'm doing a dynasty startup on Saturday, and then I'm doing my family league draft on Sunday. Good luck. Yeah, that, that dynasty draft on Saturday is going to kick the crap out of me. because we're, we're, So what we're doing for that dynasty draft is we're splitting it. So we're doing it online in the morning we're all getting up at like 10 a.m starting it in the morning online and then we're all getting together at night after we get through like round 12 putting a stop taking a break doing what we got to do and then coming back and finishing up the draft it was like a two-part draft it's gonna be an all-day event wow yeah so how does that you know i feel like i'm pretty interested in this
0: kind of thing because i've sure. never done a dynasty league yeah so when you do a a, a startup, mm-hmm. do you is it all one draft or are you doing like the regular
1: draft and then the rookie draft? So when you're doing when you're doing a startup, you do it all in one first year. It's a regular draft, but it's just expanded. So you you have all your rookies, you have all your veterans in one pool. You draft your team as such, but then year two is when you start doing your rookie draft and your waiver draft. So first year is just starting it up. Everybody you're taking out of the same pool, like a regular redraft draft, redraft draft. That was horrible in English. I apologize, but you, you, you all get the point. Oh, my but phonics. Then, yeah. But then your two is when you do your rookie draft, and then your 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 draft. But then we're, but it's, you know, if you do a dynasty draft, if you're, do, if you're doing an, an in-person dynasty draft, it, yeah, that could take like four or four, five hours. Well, that's the thing. I, Dense it is.
0: That's the interesting thing about dynasty, and that, that's why I'm like, you know, I always see like, I listen to the to Blue Shirts Breakaway, the Number One Rangers podcast, and they're talking, of and course, Ryan, and Ryan and Greg were talking about their their dynasty baseball league that they've had for ten years. Yeah, where Greg swept Ryan over the weekend. Greg, whose team is rebuilding, swept Ryan. It's great. Who's rebuilding? So, yeah. And I like that's always so interesting having a dynasty league like that. But I feel like those picks were gonna those picks would take like it would take longer to do that because everybody's like, well, you know, if I make these wrong picks, then that sets you back for a couple of years.
1: Oh yes, it does. Yes, it does. Every... It's not
0: just like fuck it, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll try again, I'll do better next year. It's like, oh, I'm stuck
1: with these guys. Yeah, every, every single pick matters. It's like, you know, especially early on, you can't have you can't have fuck ups. Because it's it's it just gets to, to a point where there's you you're you can't build a team just based off of waiver wire. You have to draft well, because if you don't, then you know you're you're potentially setting yourself back, and you know having to having to do a dynasty league where you're in a full rebuild is never fun. Is never fun.
0: Now you too can be Joe Douglas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Let's just go through the eighth, ninth, and tenth round really quick. Eighth round, uh, I mean Brandon Cooks here. Jeff Wilson. Oh my god, no, 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 thank you. Naeem Jeffrey Hines. Jeff
0: Wilson at the eight, eight two. Naeem Hines at eight eight.
1: Yeah, that's. I mean, gross. I'd
0: rather pick Matt Stafford at the eight eight. Even that's even that's a little high. If that's where he's
1: going, yeah, even that's a little high for him, a little bit. Ninth round, Michael Pittman in the ninth round. That's high yeah but i don't i i get it i get it because people love michael pittman myself included but ninth round a not on yeah there you go matt ryan 9-9 nine, nine, he was drafted in the 15th round or whatever the fuck it was i think it was like the 15th round he was like one of the last picks
0: before defenses there you go there you go antonio brown at the 10-2 is pretty high it's high that is high. Who's drafting the Rams' defense at ten? Who's drafting defenses in the ninth round?
1: I have an answer, but I can't say it on a podcast.
0: Oh, well, good because I don't. Good, just do
1: we're it. we're staying on the air. We're not twenty gonna more fired. years. Corey Davis, the ten-seven. That's outstanding. Who buddy. the
0: hell is Nico Collins, and why is he going a pick later than Corey Davis?
1: Nico Collins is going to be the is the number 2 receiver for the Houston Texans. They just drafted him out of Michigan. Okay. Who oh, I like. I like Nico Collins. I think he's a uh, in dynasty leagues he's a very good flyer. Very, very good flyer.
0: Um Michael yeah. Gallup at the 10 11 is actually pretty solid.
1: Yeah, I think it's really solid value. I think people people like Michael Gallup a lot to be a uh, a nice bounce back candidate, especially with Dak who Dak likes Michael Gallup a lot. So, I think a nice little bounce back pick right there in uh in michael gallup at the uh the 10 11 but other than that i mean anything else you want to add adam you know did carson
0: wentz get drafted in our draft i don't think he did
1: no i don't think he did that's tim tebow at the 13 11 slam the alarm oh my where's carson wentz here jimmy garoppolo in the 14th round that's hideous he was in like the 11th or something there you go. like that. 12th round. 12th
0: yeah, round. Not bad. Not bad.
1: Yeah. So basically Matt Ryan was the cutoff for uh, for quarterbacks. And you yeah, have like Kirk Cousins wasn't drafted in our mock. Baker wasn't drafted. Carson Wentz wasn't drafted to uh, Trevor. Was Trevor drafted? I don't think I saw Trevor. I didn't see him either. No, I didn't see him. Interesting. 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 Well, Well, that was a fun show. That was a fun show.
0: I think it's always interesting because you see all these rankings, you see, you listen to us and then you look at ADP and you're just like, wow, we are just way low on everybody. Yeah, it's true. So I'm not going to say, I can't say take everything we say with a grain of salt, but just like take what we say about draft about players and where they're getting drafted and then just bump it up like two rounds. And then you're at the, and then you're at where everybody else is
1: always go with your gut folks. Do not look at ADP and use it as Bible. I I say that all the time. Go with your gut. At the end of the the day, if you're going to be wrong about something, it's way better for you to be wrong and blame yourself than it is to say, oh, well, those two schmucks on the Basement Talk Podcast fantasy show told me to draft uh, so-and-so in round seven.
0: Well, we didn't. Listen, you press the button, you clicked draft, or you put your you put the name on the board.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: We're not telling you to do anything.
1: No, we we're are advising you,
0: informa- you. We're just giving you information.
1: We're we are advising you, but we are not telling you to do anything. Because remember, most of all, it is your team, it is your draft. Do what you want to do. That's the most important thing, whether you listen to us, whether you listen to anybody else. Do what you want to do. Do not do not refer to any article that says, oh, yeah, you, f- you should take David Johnson around six. He can have absolute value. He can return great value. If you think David Johnson is going to return great value in round six then go ahead, do it. But if you don't think so, don't do it, because that article that is on a renowned fantasy website says for you to do it.
0: It sounds like you're talking about something very specific. No.
1: Have you seen that somewhere? No. Okay. I was just referring to the one pick that stood out on Fantasy Football Calculator. It really did. Was David Johnson in round six. Some people will see that and say, oh, shit, I got to take David Johnson in round six. You don't yeah. have to. Don't do it. No. But if you want to, I I, I I can't
0: say anything about it. Listen, Bird, if all of your friends were taking David Johnson in round six, would you?
1: Would you do that? Fuck no. Exactly. Fuck no. All my friends want to jump off a cliff? Have fun. Hopefully they have a parachute. If all
0: your friends wanted to jump off the Brooklyn Bridge, would you do it too? Hopefully they have a parachute. Or hopefully there's a nice big trampoline underneath them. Maybe if they're base jumping. Sounds like fun.
1: Sounds like fun. No, it doesn't. It really doesn't. No. Have Have you seen the video? One more thing before we wrap up and then go. Have you seen the video? on Instagram of a guy who was uh, free jumping from 25,000 feet without a parachute. Why? The most horrifying, gut-wrenching, terrible thing I've ever witnessed in my life. So basically you just watched a man's suicide attempt is what you're doing. Yeah, well, he broke the world record for the uh, largest free jump without without a parachute. Highest fall that killed a guy? He the landed the record? He, he landed right into a net. Oh well, yeah, he, how big, yeah. How big was the net? I think I think they said the net was was fairly big. Well, listen,
0: if you so I've I did trapeze when I was at camp. So it was just like an activity at camp, and we did trapeze. And basically, when you fought... and they have a net, obviously, um, because you know lawsuits. So yeah, not only do they strap you in, but like you, they have a net. And when you fall into the net, you know the net. Your weight brings the net down, and basically, for like, like two, like a second or two, your touch your butt is touching the ground as you fall into it. If you're falling from that from that high up, that's kind of what this was, kind of. So, like, you're falling from that high up. Your gravity, you know, the net is there, but it's kind of like when you catch a baseball, and the ball you know, like, goes back a little bit into the web- into the webbing of the glove. Right. And comes back.
1: So, I mean, the net had to be pretty high up. That's some resistance that I am way too un- unqualified to talk about because I am no physics person. It, it's physics
0: is what it is. It's, that's just what it is. And fuck physics. Well, you know, it's like Isaac Newton said. Ow, an apple fell on my head.
1: Isaac Newton, that fraud fuck.
0: What? Fuck him. You gonna say Isaac Newton's a fraud? For what reason?
1: No, no, no. I said Isaac Newton was a fraud, fuck.
0: For what reason? What do you have against Isaac Newton?
1: Apple just fell hit him on the head and he just poof, there's fucking gravity. The fuck yourself.
0: Well, gravity obviously existed. That's the reason that we're
1: that we've lived on the on earth. It took it took for him to get hit on the head to fucking realize it. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I should be a fucking physicist then. Don't wear a seatbelt. You get into a car accident. You fly through the you fly through the windshield. Is that gravity? No, it's stupidity. Wear your seatbelts, people. Very important.
0: No, it's not gravity. It's Isaac Newton's first law. An object that is in motion will stay in motion unless acted upon by another force.
1: So, that, so your body flying through the, through the glass windshield when you're not wearing a seatbelt will not be in motion when you slam into a brick wall. Got it. Yes. Got it. Got it. Wear your seatbelts, people. Very important. Wear your seatbelts. And don't text and drive, most importantly.
0: Anyway, thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of everything under the Basement Talk Podcast umbrella, wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Birdswell, I am Adam Caster, and we will talk to you next time on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show.
1: Bye-bye.